Chapter 33, A Rat Who Knows Her Name. Midge had climbed the dungeon stairs and was preparing to open the door to the kitchen when the rat spoke to her. May I detain you for a moment? Midge looked down to her left and then to her right. Down here, said Riscuro. Midge looked at the floor. Gore, she said, but you're a rat, ain't you? And didn't the old man just warn me of such? Beware the rats, he said. She held the tray up higher so that the light from the candle shone directly on Roscuro and the golden spoon on his head and the blood-red cloak around his neck. There's no need to panic, none at all, said Roscuro. As he talked, he reached behind his back and using the handle, he raised the soup spoon off his head, much in the manner of a man lifting his hat to a lady. Gore, said Midge, a rat with manners. Yes, said Roscuro, how do you do? My papa had him some cloth much like yours, Mr. Rat, said Midge. Red like that, he traded me for it. Ah, said Riscuro, and he smiled a large, knowing smile. Ah, did he really? That's a terrible story, a tragic story. Reader, if you will pardon me, we must pause for a moment to consider a great and unusual thing, a proportionous thing. That great, unusual, proportionist thing is this. Roscuro's voice was pitched perfectly to make its way through the torturous path of Mig's broken-down cauliflowered ears. That's to say, dear reader, Midgery Sow heard, perfect and true, every single word the rat Roscuro uttered. You have known your share of tragedy, said Roscuro to Midge. Perhaps it's time for you to make the acquaintance of triumph and glory. Triumph, said Midge. Glory? Allow me to introduce myself, said Roscuro. I am Chiraskuro. Friends call me Roscuro. And your name is Midgery Sow. And it is true, is it not, that most people call you simply Midge? Ain't that the thing, shouted Midge. A rat who knows my name. Miss Midgery, my dear, I do not want to appear too forward too early in our acquaintance, but may I inquire, am I right in ascertaining, that you have aspirations? What do you mean, aspirations, shouted Midge. Miss Midgery, there's no need to shout, none at all, as you can hear me, so I can hear you. We two are perfectly suited, each to the other. Roscuro smiled again, displaying a mouthful of sharp yellow teeth. Aspirations, my dear, are those things that would make a serving girl wish to be a princess. Gore, agreed Midge. A princess is exactly what I want to be. There is, my dear, a way to make that happen. I believe that there is a way to make that dream come true. You mean uh, that I could be the Princess P? Yes, your highness, said Roscuro, and he swept the spoon off his head and bowed deeply at the waist. Yes, your most royal princess, P. Gore, said Midge. May I tell you my plan? May I illustrate for you how we can make your dream of becoming a princess a reality? Yes, said Midge. Yes. It begins, said Roscuro, with yours truly and the chewing of a rope. Midge held the tray with one, the one small candle burning bright, and she listened to the rat as it went on, speaking directly to the wish in her heart. 
So passionately did Roscuro speak, and so intently did the serving girl listen, that neither, neither of them noticed as the napkin on the tray moved. Nor did they hear the small mouse-like noises of disbelief and outrage that issued from the napkin as Roscuro went on unfolding step by step his diabolical plan to bring the princess to darkness. End of the third book.